So if everyone will bear with me, uh, I want to start this episode touching on something that we discussed a little bit last week. Uh, and, and I went back and listened to it. I don't think that it was very apparent during the recording, but one of the stories that we covered last week, um, not just us in the uh, studio, <clears throat> but uh, everybody that, that, that saw the video of the, the gay choir was uh, reasonably upset. And... Uh, I, I thought I was more nonchalant about it. And so um, so I, I think that I should have taken a different angle. I think that on some of these things, because we're new to this, that we're, that me specifically, and, and I kind of a feeling out process of learning how to do a podcast and what you can and can't get away with. But I think maybe we're a little bit too too soft on that story in, in some aspects. But uh, we actually had to shut down the recording because the executive producer got you know pretty, pretty uh, upset about it. And not unreasonable, but... Uh, and so I, one of the things that, that I thought about later on that, that we didn't really touch on was I, I think that it was a positive thing that they, they did this so that um, basically they said the quiet part out loud and um, they reinforced why people have a natural apprehension to homosexuality when the entertainment industry and media in all facets has spent 30 years, give or take, trying to convince normal society that gay is okay, gay is safe, gay is normal. And we, you know, the opening story, I think it was last week, was the NFL, you know, NFL is gay. And, because, and they, they, they toss that in there and try to, trying to normalize gay. And so, and I don't want to harp on this, just follow me, I'm going to ramble around for a minute. But so 30 years of work, through, think about Disney, what we talked about with Sesame Street and all the, the programming in, into children's programming that you guys are trying to do. People like this are going to help undo that. Keep keep saying that out loud. Keep doing it. Keep exposing yourself, and so and and I, I hope that the left will continue to do that in all facets. And that's some of the stuff that we're going to talk about tonight. The left exposing themselves verbally in reference to forced vaccines, making it painful for the, everything you guys do. You, you you talk too much, but for them for them to um, pretend that that was a, a joke and and say the the things that they said, it's you know for lack of a better term, that gaslighting. And how many other things are, are, they, are they gaslighting about when they, they say things about Christians up in arms about religious liberties being impeded on? You know what I mean? So um, I think one of the things that, and that this kind of opening, not monologue, for like, because this, that's not what this is. Monologues are comprehensive, well thought out. And so it, it bears saying right now, we don't have any pre-planned material. We, we don't write anything down. We're yokels. So this is all from the cuff. This, this is all off the hip. Rex is super yokel, if you hadn't noticed. We call him super yoke around the uh, studio. So, uh, but no, it's kind of the fulfillment of actually being the majority because Rex had said last week, he had spoke of what the term that everybody uses, the silent majority. And perhaps it's time that the majority isn't so silenced. There's, there's no reason to be the silent majority and be pushed around by a, an extreme minority. And especially when they're talking about indoctrinating your kids, I think it's time to start being a little bit more vocal of, again, why people have natural apprehensions and tendency, tendencies to shy away from homosexuality and traditionally have, which are it's a very basic thing. Like inst instinctual, born-in mechanisms don't allow a reasonable mind to... to to refer to this as normal and to feel naturally that this is normal. So no amount of coercion and um, media droning on and on about how normal this is, 
is going to make people like us feel normal about it. But since a lot of other people are willing to pretend and play along that this is normal, we have what we have. I'm, I'm not pretending anymore. Do you start talking about kids? And, and this is the type of, of, of rhetoric and dialogue that, that people are getting in trouble for now. But th- this is America, dude. <laughs> so, um, but I was just thinking the, the whole principle of like how the girl last week was talking about in the, you know, coming out pride in the closet to be in the closet, I think is, is kind of a misnomer. It's the way that they use the term attached to the term phobia to so many things. Um, nobody's making you be in the closet. And so the um, analogy I'll use, I watched the, the UFC last week in the Conor McGregor fight. And so I think we may have even discussed, I can't remember. Trump was there, which was cool because the crowd went nuts for Trump. And, uh, so there are so many celebrities and uh, Travis Barker guy was there and he's dating one of the Kardashians. And so they, they zoom in to him and the guy sticks his tongue out and the woman like starts suck, like sucking his tongue, like uh, fellatio on camera. You know, like, what? And it was just disgusting. Like it was stomach turning. Everybody that I talked to that saw it was nauseated by it as well. Like, Nobody wants to see that. And so public displays of affection, true or false, have always been kind of uh, not something that anybody else wants to see. How, like, how awkward is it when you were a kid to see your parents show affection towards one another, like even kissing or your dad slapping your mom on the butt, or is that just me? <laughs> <laughs> so no, but anybody, like your friend, like, dude, I ain't trying to see all that, man. That's a pr- because sex is a private thing. And so, even if it's a heterosexual, so nobody's saying, oh, you have to be in the closet. No, people are asking, reasonable people are saying that you should have the decency and decorum to not voice that and and display that in public for your own fulfillment. You're doing that to get, just like I said last week, you're doing that to get a rise out of people. So even the whole idea of being in the closet, that's not even real. Society isn't forcing you to, to pretend you're straight. That's not happening so, because that's what to be in the closet means. Be gay. But don't, you don't have to have PDA and talk about brainwashing people's kids and coercing people's kids, you perverts. Yeah, that, which, and that's because they have no class. And, I mean, people like that, and I would even say that, you know, people like Travis Barker and whatever, the Kardashian, sure, like yeah. that's not a very classy thing. Oh, absolutely and not. And that's, that's one of the words that I think is underutilized and one of the things that society has lost is have a little bit of class, like be an upstanding person. Yeah. And, I mean, that being an upstanding person would exclude things like that. Yeah. Like having your tongue sucked on freaking television. Like oh, it's, it's, not only on television, little, in front of... Yeah, uh, dude, it was it was the second... I want to say it was the second highest-selling pay-per-view of, of the UFC of all time. Yeah, and the Kardashians, I mean, they've never been known for anything classy. No. That's why they are on the stage that they're on. I just wanted to cover that. This is Common Man's Common Sense. I don't know what you want to start on, but... All good. There's a... uh, And I don't even know if it's on our paper, but on our... uh, our little list over here. I got an idea what you're going to bring up. But there was some good news this week. <laughs> All right. 
the Lord struck down from heaven. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, <I> <laughs> hey, George Floyd Memorial. <laughs> you been thunderstruck. <laughs> So uh, I forget where that place was at, but that, I, there was an interview of it. It, it was Ohio. That, was it? I believe, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, they interviewed people. Uh, they, yeah, it was Toledo, <laughs> Toledo, Ohio. Yeah, that's right. So, and, dude, it, it didn't, like, the lightning bolt didn't catch, like, the side or the bottom. Well, It, it was, was pretty much a direct hit. Yeah, it, yeah, and the wall was double, so, it, like, there was a brick wall on the inside and then a brick wall on the outside, and the inside wall was untouched, and the outside wall was... Sure, so God <laughs> had enough grace the- to allow the building to stand, but knock the silly, idiotic mural yeah. off. The, and it, because I saw the before picture, and he even had a crown. Oh, really? Well, I didn't. I couldn't stomach to watch, like, finish watching. Is this the local newscast? Yeah, this is something oh. here. I have not seen this. Okay, let's hit Shall it. we take a look? Absolutely. Mural of George Floyd here in Toledo is no longer standing tonight. It collapsed this afternoon, one year after it was painted on the side of an old bar. New tonight, 13 ABC's Josh Coop is there live with what caused it to crumble and the reaction from the neighborhood there, Josh. It's something that catches your eye. It's something that just reminds you of this is the north end of Toledo. Tremaine Mitchell runs by this part of Summit Street at the intersection of LaGrange all the time. When he gets here, he knows he's home. But instead of this catching his eye Tuesday, it was this. The George Floyd mural <laughs> painted on the side of the old mugshots bar crumbled into a pile of broken bricks. Right before that storm hit, I just pulled in my driveway and it wasn't down. I would have noticed it right away. And just for I the people that haven't seen up, this, I would have noticed it when it came down. It hit only the part where George oh, Floyd yeah. was at. Dude, it, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, pretty much just his face. Yeah, I, I like that guy. He said it's, for, it's a reminder. Like a reminder of what? Like the glorification of a convicted felon? Or well, I like, thought I it's awfully convenient that his mugshot's on the side of a mugshot bar. <laughs> of, the, of the bar called Mugshots. <laughs> this is great. I guess because he just stays in trouble so much. This you know, is my, or did. Yeah. This is my favorite story yeah. I've ever seen ever. Not since we started the show. It's my favorite story I've ever seen in my life. It is told Toledo firefighters they saw a lightning strike hit the building. A city inspector says there are no concerns about the structure as a whole. The building part is fine, but it's the <laughs> outer layer of brick that now has to come down. It was beautiful, actually, when it was up. Right. That's, yeah. I hope they redo it. Right yeah, now, you're, you're it lying. sounds like that's the plan. She's a city drunk. of Toledo spokesperson says they're going to work with the Arts Commission to build a new mural there or find it a new home. The artist, David Ross, finished it in July 2020. Since then, it's been a site where people have gathered for memorials to remember George Floyd. Now those moments here will have to also include the memories of the mural. This is going to be a tough one to kind of walk by now and not see the mural that reminds us where we are and just how far we came as a country. Uh, and a statement from the city of Toledo tonight says that they are heartbroken over this. Uh, since we were out here earlier this evening, they have put some support beams up to uh, keep the rest of the roof intact here. But much of the rest of the side of this building that was crumbling has been taken care of. Toledo police have barricades blocking off this portion of the sidewalk. Yeah, it don't look like anybody's breaking down barricades to get to that freaking 
that hole in the wall bar. Well, the banner is wrong. What? It says that the wall, the George Floyd mural collapsed. No, no, no. It got struck by a lightning bolt from the finger of God. Yeah. Yeah. Change and, that. And then, they, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and change the headline. And then they, like, the firefighters deemed it. They were like, yeah, the structure is fine because it's like I said, it's the inner and outer wall, and the inner wall, like the structural part, fine. Out, the, the outer wall where all the stupid was gone. <laughs> How long is it going to take them to blame this on Trump? Yeah. <laughs> it would have been awesome if yeah. when the wall crumbled, there was like a big T behind it. Yeah. You know how it was uh, like an engineer lightning bolt. You know how uh, they'll have those videos, like the compilation videos, of like Trump thug life moments, or anybody thug like like the the eight bit glasses come down yeah. and like Snoop Dogg. La da 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 da. It's <laughs> I'm thinking that's what God thought yeah. when he did that. Do yeah. <laughs> and the sunglasses came down. Which it wasn't a good looking memorial to begin with. Like it just looked like a bunch of nonsense painted on the side of a wall. Like it it let's not kid ourselves like it, Oh it, yeah. Like oh yeah. Th- th- that woman was dude, you're holding back the vomit that you puked into yeah. your mouth when you when you lied through your teeth to to save face and yeah. not be like, yeah, like, this this wasn't a Rembrandt. Like this isn't something that can't be reproduced. This this was not quality artwork. This is some Mickey Mouse stuff that somebody freaking sprayed on the side of a building. But it like, still looks better than uh, Hunter Biden's half million dollar art. <laughs> Just saying, that's questionable. Yeah, I wonder. You know, it'd be nice if if Reverso was here so he could look up the stats. How often does lightning hit? bricks on a building instead of like just a TV antenna like or instead of, yeah, you know, I mean, I've never heard of it being attracted to like the bricks yeah. on a building. Cause if you yeah. look at this picture, it's not really a conductor. Yeah. There's nothing there. I mean, it's just yeah bricks. And maybe they'll put it back up and right that's there. A thing. So they're, that they're, lightning can strike twice in the oh, same Oh, what if it did? That would be. The man. mural's still there. I don't see what everybody's freaking so upset about. The mural is just in that big pile of rubble. Just you dig it out and put it back together. Yeah, I mean, technically it is. There is just scattered about the sidewalk. <laughs> in the middle just, of a building. Here. I'm just happy. And, and if that makes me bad, then so be it. Your your moral sucks. The guy was a criminal. No, it doesn't make you bad. What makes a people dirt bad, bad is because, like, you, you want to glorify a convicted felon. That makes you yeah. an idiot. Absolutely. Like, if you paint this guy's picture on the side of your building, like, so be it. How for you, man? I wonder how the pregnant woman who he held at gunpoint feels about the mural. Uh, yeah, she loves it. She loves it now that it's on the <laughs> ground. <laughs> big fan. Big fan of their work. I had mentioned last week that we're going to try to to start to focus a little bit more on um, the hottest topic in politics, which is election fraud. And so, um, and it's crazy. It's, it's kind of frustrating because... Uh, Fox News, like Tucker Carlson covered, what is today? Uh, so, yeah, yesterday, yesterday evening, he covered some of the stuff that transpired in Georgia that Gateway Pundit had broke six months ago, uh, footage that uh, Trump's personal legal team had. Jenna Ellis and Rudy Giuliani, so many developments from this week. And I think that we're at a point now you're going to continue to see a more steady stream of things transpiring in relation to all this. And you're going to start seeing more factual, um, bona fide, dead to rights, indisputable fact uh, start to come out. And so two things, like we're seeing some, some, some actual data on how th- some things were done, some hard numbers, and we're also seeing how the establishment reacted 
at the beginning of all this, which is not good. Um, and so Tucker Carlson goes into to basically it was uh, the uh, mother and daughter, uh, Ruby, I can't remember, Ruby Freeman and her daughter were two of the four people that were pulling the ballots in, in the uh, State Farm Arena in Atlanta, Georgia. So on election night, they have this supposed water main break. Oh, it's flooding. Everybody's, that's what they told the media. What actually happened was they, they told, and it's on video, and there were signed affidavits to attest to it, and the video corroborated the signed affidavits. Ruby Freeman's daughter told everyone to leave. It was time to go home. We're shutting it down. The poll watchers leave. The media leaves. The ballot counters stay. The, the management stays. They, so you've got these tables, and they, they have on video when these boxes were placed, these containers. And I'll go on a side note tangent on that in a minute. In a minute but before I go on this little side tangent, because the mainstream media at the time, they were saying they pulled ballot boxes out or suitcases, but they were actual ballot, ballot containers. If I, it, but the media was using the, mis, the, the, um, the, mis, the very slight misidentification by Trump's attorneys to say that they were, so the headlines would read, if you're a liberal voter, voter or, or a useful idiot, you see the headline, there were no suitcases pulled out from under the table. Well, see, something was because the container wasn't exactly what they said it was. That's why they fly with that headline. Yeah. And so one thing you'll see because they did look like a piece of luggage. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but see, and and I was uh, talking to someone about, and this is this was from you know this week. I, I noticed this. I talk about all the time uh, Joe Biden reading the eulogy at Robert Burr's funeral, a uh, uh, grand dragon or whatever. I, I which I don't know KKK terminology, grand dragon, grand wizard, whatever. It's all silliness. So I was showing somebody, a black guy, in fact, a friend of mine, about about this, and so the headlines come up. He's like, no, it says he's. It's Joe Biden never read the eulogy at a grand wizard's funeral. So we'll click on it. Well, he wasn't a grand wizard. He was an exalted cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why they run with the headline. You, now, you don't say anything about the exalted cyclops in the headline. You just talk about uh, and so, oh, the exalted Cyclops, which sounds worse than the Grand Wizard to me. Like, that does. It sounds kind of creepy. Yeah. So that sounds like, yeah, it sounds like Megatron's like right hand man. And see, the bad thing about the bad news is that that I, as I was talking to this guy, because I've always said nobody of any great magnitude anymore exists within governance to affect change at any level. That's a true dodo bird, actual bona fide racist. And then I remember Joe Biden's <laughs> the president. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. So, um, but I just thought that was worth noting. I'm sorry for that that ramble, but so they've got the video of, of when they place them there, and then after everybody leaves, they pull them out. So they're pulling these stacks of ballots out, and then they count them multiple times. And so the election commission at that time, you know, back in uh, January, February, oh, no, that's normal. Nothing to see here. That, that was standard tabulation process. And so not to mention the amount that was being sent to adjudication so that they could be tossed out and or modified. So, and if I don't get everything exactly right on the exact process, pardon me, I'm an auto mechanic. You know what I mean? So at any rate, he, so now they're covering this. And the reason they're covered is because now they've got, uh, through a, a judge forcing the release, 
he pulls up and shows you the exact copies. So you've got multiples of a single ballot. Nobody has an answer for this. I was an error. And just this one singular example that they've outlined, that they found, it's around 3,800. And so that the, the quote-unquote victory was somewhere between ten and 11,000, if I'm not I think 10,800, give or take. And so that's a significant portion. That's what they've, they will find and probably have found way more, not to mention the amount of people that had voted that had already moved because that was in the tens of thousands. I would want to say it was 35,000 votes. And so they also go into the, to the percentage that were for Biden versus Trump. And the, the thing that's frustrating, frustrating is, and I, I get it, uh, Fox News is, is one of the giant ones. And so I, I suppose maybe they wanted to wait until they had some hard evidence. Well, now you're starting to see it. And my suspicion was, I, I thought this stuff foolishly, knowing how things work, you should know, but I thought that you would start to see people like the Ruby Freeman and her daughter get the squeeze put on them earlier and then start to break down and sell them out. So the problem with that is, the states run the election, so I don't know how the the legal process um, will work. Obviously, with um, and I don't know with the Georgia state legisl- legislature is pretty close as far as Republicans versus Democrats. But obviously, the governor's a Republican, but he's not a good guy. The uh, Raffensberger, uh, their attorney general, they're they're all kind of involved in all this, and didn't and that's, so that's the thing. Whenever we we bought our our house, our first house. There was some uh, a little bit of like because I was OCD about it because it was our first house. There was like a little bit of mildew in the crawl space that I wanted taken care of, like remediated or whatever. Well, I didn't do after. So you go for your walkthrough. I didn't like crawl all up in there and do the inspection. I trusted the jackass realtor like a little too much. You know that guy? I think so. Yeah, yeah he's a moron, isn't he? Yes, for okay. sure. <laughs> Uh, so definitely, definitely a clown. Somebody I would not have recommended to go to, yeah, well, uh, to buy pretty much anything. Yeah, things happen. So, uh, but after I'd signed, you know, dude, we're in the house and like, oh wait, this isn't done properly. So trying to rectify it at that point, oh no, well, gotcha. Like you signed off on it, so eh, doesn't matter. I didn't fix it. It's just a thing. You certified a bad election, and one of the things that everybody keeps saying, oh, there's nothing can be done. With that mentality, nothing will be done. Well, the thing is, like, you you know, and, and you're absolutely right. I mean, with that mentality, nothing is going to happen. But you know that it did happen, and you know it happened on a large scale. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not, you know, they, they have thousands at this point that have gone, and they always go the same way. Like, when the voter fraud goes one way, like, it's not in favor of the Republicans. Why is that? Like, why is it when you're scanning extra ballots, why are they always Democrat ballots? Yeah, and, that- and likewise, if if you had, which the, the Democrat Party has proven themselves wholly untrustworthy untrust, for a long, long time, but especially in the last six years, the, the Steele dossier alone, Hillary Clinton alone, uh, but these well, the political thing, operatives that, that are interspersed throughout all these government agencies. you Well, you keep that wall up around D.C., and you say it's because of the quote-unquote insurrection on January 6th, but you keep that wall up because you know what you did, and oh, you know yeah, what absolutely, happened. absolutely. You and, know what happened, you know you're illegitimate, and... And they know and, that the, that the majority the, of people know that. Yeah, and you know the potential repercussions for that. Well, I think they also know the potentiality, or not the potentiality, the inevitability that, that hard... Fact-based evidence is is coming out, 
And so, um, but the idea that there's no legal method of recourse to rectify this, which obviously that that process would drag out probably to a 2024 election anyway. Maybe, I, I don't know. I don't know. There, I don't know any so. reason that it should. Yeah, no. But um, I just know how, how stuff drags on. And, um, but if it's proven to be stolen, and that would include the two senators from Georgia, any, any policy that was created would have, it'd have to be diluted immediately. Absolutely. I mean, it, oh, well, there's, like, there's no legal method of recourse. Well, so you just allow this to occur. So yeah. you let them take the ability, because you diluted all of the votes. So even if we're in a state that didn't have widespread fraud like that, you still diluted our votes. That was Texas's complaint in, in their case with the Supreme Court that, that got tossed. You diluted all of our votes. because even you, if that happened today, what do you do about all of the people streaming over the border that they're like ICE is flying around basically dropping off illegals in red states? Like that, that damage has already been done. Right. If, if, if they set it straight today, like what do you do with all those people? Like you're that that you're basically shipping around to all of these red states, trying to turn red states blue. You do what he would have done, and you get them back out because they know who they are. Dude, there's databases, there's records of the people that they put on those planes. There's itineraries. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe. Uh, I don't know. When you come through checkpoints like that, they do the facial recognition for non-U.S. citizens. So, like when you. If they do it the same way when you're boarding the ice stuff, but whenever you enter the country again, you um, if you have a U.S. passport, you don't do the facial recognition. They hold up the passport next to you, make sure it looks like your face. Uh, if you have a passport from a separate country, then you actually have to stand in front of this uh, screen thing, and it like reads your whole face, like a facial recognition stuff for like Interpol and all that stuff. Are you surprised that he didn't know that? Because I'm not. Well, here's here's what I do know is that we're always fed a line, and we were for a long time. It, you know, illegals are doing jobs that Americans just won't do, and they're doing jobs that Americans won't do for the money. I, I would say that. Mm-hmm. But and you're all, you know, they're always seeking refuge or something like that. It's a, you know, you're always giving them like the bleeding heart spill, and so here's the thing. I know of a person, went to church with a person, grew up with in youth group, all of that stuff. Great family, um, great girl, promising, you know, promising person. And she was hit in a head-on collision. So this is in my little town, head-on collision by a drunk driver that's illegal. So, and she's dead now. So she's gone. Mm-hmm. And so... They take this guy, he goes to the hospital. You know, of course, he's drunk as a one-wheel bicycle, so, you know, he really didn't suffer, you know, a whole lot of injuries. So he goes to the goes to the hospital, and uh, you know where he's at now? Me neither, mm-hmm. and no one else does either. Like, that, because he's gone. Yeah. This guy just, he leaves the hospital. You know, he sneaks out of the hospital, and this guy's gone. He disappears into, you know, just back into yeah, society. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying with these people that they're dropping off into these red states. Like, you're never going to find those people. And so he had no ID on him, I'm no. assuming. No. Or a fake ID. Yeah. Well, that's weird. 
I wonder how he got that because that's a rural town and there was no Kinkos there. Nope. Hmm. And somehow he got it. <laughs> somehow. Yeah. Did you see that this week with the, the Camilla Camillo Harris? I did. Yeah. Like how how thin can the excuses get? Like I don't like. We I don't te- know if Kinkos is still even a thing. Is it? No, it's the FedEx store. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's how out of touch this idiot is. Yeah. When's the last time she actually copied something? Besides copied her lipstick onto a dude's penis. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, we, dude. That no, that's true. You can't edit that out because that's true. She did that to get her way to the top. I'm pretty sure we got a video on that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Of uh, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I was confused. Uh, hang on, I don't have a video of the lipstick deal. <laughs> Pull up the lipstick story. <laughs> because so many people tuned out and didn't want to hear uh, what Trump's attorneys had to say. Reasonable people were, were beat down quick with the, with the election, whether, whether they believed that it was stolen or not. A lot of people were, were downtrodden about it. But, but so, so what I'm saying is a larger swath of people have now been exposed to what reality is. So a lot more people than were, were watching because you couldn't see the stuff that, that Gateway Pundit and had broke and, and the, the people that have been doing the heavy lifting on election fraud anywhere else and a lot of people don't do that because people just aren't that political on average and so if it wasn't on facebook or maybe on the youtube they they didn't watch it or even know about it because most of the people that i, that I run into don't know anything about the entire audit process in arizona how thorough, like what all it entails how thorough it is and what it means and because the mainstream media doesn't cover it that doesn't matter and always remember, no matter what the mainstream media says, they're the ones that are trying to tell you right now that the Republicans are the ones that want to defund the police. The Republicans said that. Nope. No, that's, that never happened. <laughs> that didn't happen. And so even the, uh, what's your nickname for the uh, disgusting press secretary? Peppermint Patty. Yeah, Peppermint Patty. Peppermint <laughs> Patty's saying it. I cannot stand Peppermint Patty. Oh, it's because she's a liar. And she just looks so stupid. Is that derogatory? Oh, good. Yeah. Good. I'm glad it is. Yeah, well, she fits where it. The, uh, yeah, if the red hair piece fits where it is. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, so a lot of people have been exposed to that. That's a good thing. And I think that you're going to start to see more and more. But now it's the illegitimate uh, administration is launching an investigation into the Arizona audit. Uh, so now Pennsylvania is starting in the very beginning processes of performing the exact same type of audit in their largest counties where the majority of the fraud took place in Pennsylvania. Every, their um, attorney general, their governor all said Trump wouldn't win there. They were sure of it. They, they completely and thoroughly manipulated the voting laws um, without due process, completely antithetical to their state constitution. And so we'll see that next. But Joe Biden goes there to disparage the idea of an audit and threatening an investigation there as well, which, I mean, that so you're already superseding the state's rights to run its own election with federal overreach into Arizona and Pennsylvania. What are you so worried about? In fact, Trump, because, uh, you know, if, and if people don't know this, it's uh, Donald J. Trump desk, I think is, is what it is. He's got his own website where he basically circumvented Twitter. And uh, did you know this, Rex? Yes. And he did a, uh, a blog post. Is that what they call that a blog? Post? I mean, yeah, that's essentially what it is. And he's doing it all the time. He's doing it just like Twitter. I mean, it's it's, it's full. So it's DonaldJTrump.com. And then if you go uh, to news, he basically, I mean, he doesn't basically, he uses exactly like Twitter. So now he's up to where it kind of started out slow. 
um, he's doing multiple posts a day, and it's it's great a, a great resource. I, I'm pretty sure Reverso looks at it because he's pretty into the the web based stuff. Uh, but his statement on this specifically about in uh, Pennsylvania was uh, Joe Biden is going to Pennsylvania today in a rush and in, in a rush in order to stop the forensic audit that the Pennsylvania Republican Senate is in the process of doing. Philadelphia was a cesspool of corruption, which will soon be revealed by the audit. Why are they so concerned that a president who never goes anywhere would hop into a beautiful Air Force One and head to Philadelphia if it were an honest election? And that's a, a great question. Why not let the audit go forward and make everybody on both sides happy? And that's, again, another great point because you were supposed to bring people together. You're going to be a president for all Americans, which was obviously complete BS. The results will be the results, but they know it was not an honest election. Philadelphia was one of the most corrupt cities in the country, and so is Detroit, and so is Milwaukee, and so is Atlanta, and Pittsburgh, and Oakland, and Baltimore. Corruption has gone on for years. Baltimore, I mean, if you Google Baltimore corruption, you're going to get pages upon pages. It's not going to be the same people. It's going to be criminal conduct after criminal conduct amongst elected, elected officials. It's, it's Washington, D.C. is not any different either. Um, corruption has gone on for years, but in the 2020 presidential election scam with the mail-in ballots and the use of COVID to cheat, corruption reached new levels. Remember the poll watchers being thrown out, the windows being sealed so nobody could look in. That's video. That's on video. That's undeniable. The, the ballot drops and all of the other events that took place that changed so rapidly, the big Trump win on election night. Joe should go forward with this, with all of these audits. His, vid is a, his visit is a joke. He doesn't need to visit. All he needs to do is let them do an audit and find out what happened. Who knows? Maybe they'll say the election was on the up and up, but many people would be shocked. Let the audit go forward like it is in Arizona, despite 107 Democrat lawyers trying to stop it and failing. Let the, let the forensic audit go, Joe. Don't fight it. Show them how honest it was. And see, Joe, Joe, Man, nor anybody who's in administration, yeah. will have a direct response to, to that. They, how would you respond to that? Well, that's a, and that's a thing. Like, yeah, and that guy's a tactician for sure. Like, and I know you said like the, uh, you know, he's like a hammer, and and he can be. But right there, show him how honest it was. Yeah, and and that's because, and we've talked about it before. If you're lying, you have to keep up with the same old lie. I have to tell the same lie I told last week, and I forget which lie I told last week because I've told so many lies since then. But if you're telling the truth, let's just see. Let's just see how fair it was. Absolutely. So why don't you just sit back? You know, you you don't have to lie anymore. Just let everybody see the truth. Sit back. Let's see how fair. A it liar was. won't do that. A liar will never do that. What and and these these liars have the ability that their their electorate, the people that vote for them, will will believe them and toe the line for them, but they also have the propaganda wing of the entire Democrat Party, the mainstream media. And when I say the, the mainstream media, I'm talking about all of it. You're talking about the entire entertainment industry. Big tech. All of it. All of it. And so with all those resources, you still could not beat this man. You still had to cheat. But And to ramble, and uh, listeners should be aware that anytime we're talking about election fraud, because it, it's so so... All these things, they're not complex in, in actual principle, but as far as how they're playing out, the discussion of it, and the mechanics, and, and historically and otherwise, they they bear for a lot of rambling. So, you know, if... Um, but you said a liar can't do that. Right. Or a liar will Well, a liar won't when I'm talking about the, the complicity uh, of, of big tech and the people that are so willing to buy this, when you turn that on its head, and I'll use the Goya Foods as an example. So basically, to tie into what I was saying earlier about conservative-minded people 
flexing their muscle and being the majority and the fulfillment of being the majority. And so I, I've got a, a buddy who happens to be a listener, and, and he does this. Uh, with, and It's not just him. A lot of people tend to do this, like the all-or-nothing mentality. You have to be able to do what you can reasonably do. So um, I stopped watching The Walking Dead show when they put two guys kissing on it, which I didn't actually see it. I had just read that it was going to happen, So and Rex did the same thing. And that show, I, I liked it pretty good. It was a guilty pleasure. It's not that great of a show, but it was a guilty pleasure. And um, this friend said, oh, well, if you're not going to do that, you can't do X, Y, and Z. Why not? Because I'm still doing those things, which I think he was insinuating that would make me hypocritical. No, it won't make me hypocritical. I'm making a choice that I'm not going to participate in this and allow this into my household. That's a line that I've drawn. And I've never watched that show again. Don't care anything about that show. Don't know if it's still running. Don't know if it you know, made it another season. Don't care. Don't care anything about it. And so um, we're talking about the usage of Facebook. Oh, I make a lot of money on Marketplace. And I told him this. How much money on Marketplace is a stolen election worth? Is your freedom worth? Is your ability to elect your leadership worth when this dude spent $400 million circumventing all of our, our choice? Like, he helped that dilution take place. How much money on Marketplace is that worth? Oh, and not just him, other people. Um, so many people. I, well, I, I stay on there to keep in touch with people that I otherwise wouldn't know, which me personally, I'm not on Facebook, never have been, but here's the thing. If I don't talk to you, we're probably not friends. But likewise, I well, last time I was on vacation, uh, some people that grew up two doors down from me, one of them I hadn't seen in 15 years, the other in 25. And we hung out for three, probably four hours catching up. And I might see you one more time before I die. I don't need, I don't care what you do on Facebook. We caught up over a three-hour span and it was phenomenal. I don't need to know every aspect of your life that you put on the internet. Nobody does. And so that's one of the things that is, as Americans, and I'm rambling, you know, that we've become accustomed to is everybody's social interaction is supplanted and takes place on a basically a, what, a, a three by five electronic rectangle in, in your hand. And so to, to touch just slightly on porn, I won't go on a tirade about that, but so much that even your sexual, your sex life is replaced with masturbation on a three by five magical little rectangle that you hold in your hand. Does nobody see a problem with this? All your social right, but you can't tell Mark Zuckerberg and his $400 million and stealing the election to go suck a dildo and get the hell out of my life. You can't do that. Why? Why can't look at what happened with, so conservatives have the ability to push Goya foods like they did. They, you can go amass in large numbers for a Trump rally, but you can't turn that on its head and say F you to a guy that just screwed everybody. And that's the bad thing about it, dude. So when you talk about dilution and people's participation, your participation on Facebook affects people that ain't even on Facebook. You empowered that dude. Please, for the love of God, why do people still on this thing? I don't, I don't get it. But, <clears throat> and uh, I, don't, I don't know why I got onto that tirade. What do you say? Oh, with the Facebook stuff. Like, we, and I've ran into people too, and... And here's the thing, like when I actually run into people that I that I like, you know, friends or whatever that I haven't seen in a while, we have things to talk about. Absolutely. Because they haven't seen any and everything that's, you know, that I've posted because I'm not on there. And I haven't seen anything that they've posted because I'm not on there. And uh, like we actually, we can cover a lot of things, man. Hey, how you been? Like, I, you know, because I have had people... You know, hey, I saw a, I saw a picture or something of you at, you know, a family function or something that a family member or something mm -hmm. that's on Facebook is posted on theirs. I, 
Why? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and how how many uh, interactions, interchanges? There, there was a, a woman telling me the other day that even a woman from her church, they don't talk anymore because of her support for Trump and something that she had posted. That that's not normal because see, if if you weren't doing that, those things probably, especially at church, wouldn't come up in regular conversation, and people could live and let live. So that's one of the things that's broken down, which. You know, uh, the Mark Zuckerberg guy and people that, that have uh, orchestrated and created that type of social media would, and still, not would, but still contend that that's, they're connecting the world. We don't need to be that connected with one another at that level because it creates so much animosity and hostility. Otherwise, it wouldn't exist because your opinion, your opinion, I don't need to know. Like, it doesn't need to be spread around to that degree because people are so much more confident and arrogant and testy behind a keyboard. And, like, they let that that hatred fester and grow and they see that your opinion differs from there and they become angry and spiteful and hateful. And in my opinion, that's more, in my, in my estimation, in my experience, that is more true with people that lean left. The things that I've seen that they have posted online or, or, or way more vehemently angry and nasty, especially on an individual basis, than anybody that was ever a Trump supporter. You know, Trump supporters were always so bad, but y'all had the most venom, unreasonable venom, trying to wreck people's businesses and lives just because of a political disagreement. That's that's insane. And Facebook is a place where that, that phenomenon festers and grows, yet people still participate in it. I don't understand why. Yeah. Especially after the dude helped steal I didn't understand before he, he helped steal the election. I sure as hell don't understand after. Which all Facebook has done is served to create a bunch of narcissists and whatnot anyway that have this overinflated sense of self-worth, in my opinion, mm-hmm. that, you know, it, nobody really cares what you're going to eat for supper or what you have. Like, nobody really cares to see a plate of your food. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. And, and another word, like we talked earlier, that, you know, words that are going by the wayside – like as far as class is discretion like you just have a little discretion like mm-hmm. everything's not everybody's business mm-hmm. some things are just your business and your business alone like, absolutely uh, privacy pre- used to be you yes. used to put a premium on privacy yeah and that goes for politics too not everybody has to know like and like you said everybody on facebook like you're a, you're a lot more apt to get tested behind a keyboard and if you're not on there you know you can just Move on with your life. How much or at time? least be perceived as neutral. Yeah, but you know, how, how much time it could be is is wasted on uh, like especially at work because I see people on it all the time at work. How much time it gets wasted nationally in a day's time messing with that website? It's just it's insane to me. But um, next up we have. Uh, Bill Barr, we talked about him last week and how much of a uh, chump he is. Uh, and and I, I actually listened back to that show, and one of the things that I, that I started to, to touch on and then uh, got sidetracked, imagine that, was uh, what, what was the medical facility right there in Washington that Trump was in when he had COVID? What was the name of that? What is it? Walter Reed. Uh, when he was in Walter Reed, um, Bill Barr, w- w- I guess he was passing by in a motorcade or however it was, and he got out was mingling with the Trump, Trump supporters that were there for Trump. He mingled with him. He got his pictures. They talked to him. Like, and I don't, like those people weren't there for Bill Barr. They were there for, for, for Donald Trump. That's cool. You're in this administration. That's kind of neat, this, that, and the other. And he said he had talked in the mainstream media that if they did universal mail-in balloting, that the cheating would be on a level that we've never seen, and they would steal the election. And then now um, 
breaking. President Trump releases letter from U.S. attorney who claimed A.G. Barr told him not to investigate the 2020 election results in Pennsylvania. President, This is on Gateway Pundit. President Trump mentioned yesterday at the CPAC event in Texas that the U.S. attorney in Pennsylvania sent the president a letter recently where he claimed former Attorney General Bill Barr told him not to investigate the crimes and corruption that occurred in the 2020 election in that state. Tonight, the president released that letter. And this is just a... Uh, this is just a small snippet. It's several pages. Um, and you can again, you can see it on Gateway Pundit with the headline that I just read. Um, on election day and afterwards, our office received various allegations of voter fraud and election irregularities. As part of my responsibility as U.S. attorney, I wanted to be transparent with the public and, of course, investigate fully any allegations. Attorney General Barr, however, instructed me not to make any public statements or put, any repress, put out any press releases regarding possible election irregularities. I was also given a directive to pass along serious allegations to the state attorney general for investigation, the same state attorney general who had already declared that you would not win. I disagreed with that decision, but those were my orders. As a Marine infantry officer, I was trained to follow the chain of command and respect the orders of my superior, superior even when I disagree with them. And so that kind of proves the type of people that were in his immediate circle and what, what their medal was not. And uh, it's, it's so obviously everybody saw what Mike Pence did and where his loyalty actually lied. And for those that didn't watch it, so on after he certified the election, I still wonder about this, and I'm sure the footage is still out there because it sounds like some crazy like internet conspiracy theory, but I saw it with my own eyes. I don't remember if I watched it live or not. I was just so sickened by all of it. But after he did it, like, the, so that stupid elbow thing they do because of COVID. So Nancy Pelosi came up and did that to, to Mike Pence and then handed him some sort of a, a, a somewhat large silver coin. I think it was silver coin. I wonder what that coin was. But it's so odd. Yeah, that's for sure odd. See if we can find that. Just, I'm, I'm curious now. And while you're, while you're looking for that, we'll just do this other headline so we can move on to some other things. Um, also on Gateway Pundit, GOP Chair Ronna McDaniel blocks Trump election lawyer Jenna Ellis on Twitter after news breaks on RNC attorneys' election lies. And so, again, this is the type of people he was surrounded with, and this is what the RNC is made of. So when you have the Republican National Convention and the Republican Party asking you via emails, phone calls, or however, soliciting you for money, you have to make sure that it's not going to anything that, that is directly the Republican Party. It needs to go, and you can get on DonaldTrump.com and find how to give money to his campaign when he inevitably runs. That I'm not giving anything to the Republican Party. And that was one of the things that one of our, our, our local um, uh, talk show hosts on FM radio, who I haven't liked for a long, long time, uh, the guy that comes on around 9 in the morning, give or take, whatever it is, yeah. Um, was saying, which he, he didn't think Trump would win in 2016. I said he was wrong then, and he was. And so he's saying that Trump shouldn't run in 2024 because it's bad for the party. No, no, no. It's bad for the party is bad for the people. Why are people fixated on the preservation of the Republican Party? The Republican Party's longevity and durability doesn't concern me when the Republican Party does has not for the longest time represented me, us, or, or, or working people or reasonable patriotic Americans. You haven't, you haven't represented me in a long, long time. Um, no, so, I mean, no, like, especially at a national level. I mean, you're just now, I mean, it's, they're the party of just giving ground. Like, that's basically all we're doing is just, we've, we've done over the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years, it's just a slow descent. You're not, they haven't really gained any, any ground, any headway in 
much of anything. And I, I really would, just now, it, as far as like the the COVID stuff, you're starting to which we we saw a lot of a lot of overreach at a state level by like Governor Whitmer and and people like that. But you're starting to see also the flip side to that is maybe Republicans on a state level um, doing things. You know what I mean? That that mm-hmm. would be conservative but but at a national level and in the, the interest of the people that put them in office yeah but but at a national level the republicans are i mean like i said they they all they've done is is concede ground well we'll we'll take two uh mitt romney and john mccain they ran for president what have y'all ever done that was beneficial for any of us especially in the last six years um john mccain sold us out on health care getting rid of obamacare which you want to was one of his one of the Republican Party's biggest talking points, and then the patron saint of the Republican Party at that time botches the entire thing because he hated Donald Trump. And so they talk, call Donald Trump petulant. He's a war hero, this, that, and the other. Which, dude, if it, anybody finds me talking bad about John McCain distasteful, go back and watch some of the POW congressional hearings where wives had information that our husbands were still alive in Vietnam and see how he treated them. And then tell me John McCain's a good guy. John McCain's a terrible person. Or was a terrible person, rather. Um, and if somebody doesn't like that, I, I don't care. John McCain sucks. And I'm glad he wasn't the president. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Like, dude, because you you are a prisoner of war, man. Like, great. But that doesn't entitle you to run roughshod over anybody else, especially the Constitution, to do the things that you did that were unconstitutional and participate in the Steele dossier and what you did to a duly elected president. No. And so think about it. The same media that's glorifying John McCain vilified and tore him down in the 2008 presidential campaign. But then when he came out against Donald Trump, because Donald Trump was for the people, because John McCain was part of the establishment. So then he became a hero. How does that work, dude? I'm not the hypocrite. Y'all are the hypocrites. Y'all are the ones that change tactics to suit your political needs at any given time. And that's what they always do. That's what the politicians do. And that's what the media does. So, I mean, not to mention that's the guy. I mean, between John McCain and Mitt Romney, that's that's the one that you wanted to put up, yeah, against Obama. Which, yeah. and I mean, uh, Obama, man, like him or not, like the guy was, you know, he was uh, as far as speaking and stuff like that. Like he he would engage people, like you know what I mean. Like he would keep people captive. He was kind of, I don't know, kind of personable or or. I don't know if that's necessarily the word for it, but I'll tell you this. He was a lot more likable of a person than Romney or McCain. I, 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 could, um, I could see why people would vote for Obama. But, that, but that's the problem, though. When people are voting no, for a policy person, wise, person that, that's the pro- I, Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Not policy-wise. I'm just saying that people that don't An follow... An uninformed, uh, low-information voter, sure. Yeah, people that don't um, follow politics closely, I mean, yeah, they're going to look at the guy, they're going to listen to a little bit of what he says and be like, man, I, you know, that, that without, guy seems Without right. te- checking the veracity of any of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying an informed voter. Sure. Um, but yeah, but Mitt Romney is like the quintessential plastic bad guy politician from any B movie. He just looks, looks, sounds, everything about him is fake and plastic, not authentic. The only thing that's probably not plastic is his temple garments. (laughs) If I'm guessing, actually, I think they had to be silk. You think so? I think that's what it said. I mean, 
Do we really want to go down that road again? I don't know. Do we want to talk about a silky white draws? <laughs> uh, I don't know. What do you have queued up here? <laughs> Ironically, I'm having trouble finding anything about it. The uh, yeah, I wondered if that would happen. The gold coin pass off, silver coin, whatever it was, the coin pass off. Yeah, they're saying the only thing I can find is uh, just their uh, saying it's referred to it as Masonic and claimed that the exchange was a symbolic payment for Pence's actions. Mike Pence called Judas after a video shows him taking mystery coin after a handshake, got his 30 silver coins. <laughs> I'm sorry, it wasn't her that handed it to him, it was someone else. A video of Mike Pence has gone viral that showed him shaking hands with a masked man right after certifying the election. The reason behind all the buzz is that in the particular video, the vice president was seen receiving a mysterious coin soon after declaring that Joe Biden had won the 2020 presidential election. Some people on the Internet claimed that Pence got his reward for betraying Donald Trump, while some compared him to Judas, who got silver 30, 30 silver coins after handing over Jesus. Though it's not clear what that coin exactly was, it's interesting to see people's bizarre reactions to that. It's, it's all started after years of the handle. Dennis in space wrote, Mike Pence donning a blue tie receives a secret coin signifies acceptance into the club. There is no loyalty in the political world. The mistake President Trump made was thinking people would be loyal to him at the risk of their own careers. In response to it, one user commented, I never thought Pence would do anything other than what he did today. People were deluding themselves with fantasy scenarios. Yeah, dude, Mike Pence sucks. Yeah, that's pretty disappointing. But, I mean, it wasn't just him, too. No, I mean, you had people going around, Ted Cruz, Marsha Blackburn, yeah. like you had those, you know, I, those are just a couple that were going around, you know, we're, we're not going to certify the election, yada, yada, yada. And then now Ted Cruz still did not. But then he also said later on that he didn't think that, that there was enough fraud to affect the election. Like, yeah, I mean, they're all terrible, dude, really. Um, but to continue this article on Gateway Pundit, um, in March 2021, President Trump sent a cease and desist letter. I think I had a stroke. <laughs> a cease and desist letter to the RNC demanding that they quit using his name to fundraise. We talked about this in March. That's how long we've been doing this podcast. The letters were also sent to the National Congressional Committee and National Republican Senatorial Committee. This is why I'm saying you've got to verify any time you're going to, to, to donate money, which you should just donate your money to Project Veritas. They're badasses. The Republican Party abandoned President Trump. This is gateway pundits words here. The Republican Party abandoned President Trump following the election where Democrats were able to steal a landslide victory from the most pro popular president in U.S. history. The RNC quickly moved on following the election and started a fundraising focus on the Georgia runoff elections which was to their own detriment because they used the same tactics there with the same machines and everything and the same people counting the votes to do what they did in the presidential election, so it serves them right. They refused to support President Trump. It was almost as if Democrats had taken over the RNC. Now there is evidence that the RNC chief counsel, Justin Reimer, was questioned why his RNC party colleagues were backing Tr President, President Trump's allegations of voter fraud. The email was texted to Trump attorney Jenna Ellis, who passed it on to Rudy Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani and Bernard Carrick. Business Insider reported, last November, Trump campaign lawyer Jenna Ellis received an email that forwarded a note from Republican National Committee Chief Counsel Justin Reimer with a GOP official questioning the former president's election claims, according to the forthcoming book by Michael Wolf. In the note, Reimer reportedly wrote to his RNC colleagues asking why they were backing Trump's unfounded claims of election fraud while also expressing that the organization raised more cash battling Democrats than challenging election results. There, there's your hook right there. Ellis who was having dinner with Rudy Giuliani and former New York City Police Commissioner Bernie Carrick, 
passed her phone around for everyone to view the message, which reportedly left them stunned. According to the assembled group, it was just one more example of Trump having to fight the GOP establishment, which Wolf details in Landslide, the final days of the Trump victory, an early copy of which was obtained by Insider. Giuliani, who is Trump's personal lawyer at the time, was incensed by Reimer's email, according to the book. Can you effing believe this, he said. They are backdooring us, doing everything in their power not to help us. Kerrick reportedly said that the note was akin to saying F Trump and F Giuliani. An RNC spokesperson does not denied Wolf's reporting in a statement to Insider after the story was published. Um, on Sunday, former Trump election attorney Jenna Ellis... Tw- okay, so bear with me. A RNC spokesman, spokesman denied Wolf's reporting in the statement, stating, as, it, as is typical with most things, Michael Wolf writes, the story is, is simply false. The statement said the RNC legal team fought tooth and nail on election integrity efforts for the entirety of 2020, and that continues today. False. But it was, but now back to Gateway Pundit's words, but it was not false, it was true. On Sunday, former Trump elections attorney Jenna Ellis tweeted out that the information was true, that the RNC stabbed President Trump and his attorneys in the back, and the RNC is lying by pretending it was false. And then her tweet's there, but uh, that's when RNC chairwoman Ronna McDaniel, not if I'm mistaken, that's Mitt Romney's niece, blocked Jenna Ellis from viewing her tweets. Bernard Carrick weighed in and also said that it was true. Uh, true. Justin Reimer sent out an email bad-mouthing President Trump's legal team telling his colleagues that the RNC makes more money opposing Democrats than soliciting funds for legal defense. He didn't give a S about the president. And so just more of how the deck was, was stacked against him, even amongst who he thought were political allies. And so I'll ramble again for a minute. This is just my opinion and my opinion only trying to find a silver lining in all of this, my opinion at the moment would be if, and not that it would matter, if Trump had had not had the election stolen, they would continue doing what they've been doing. The media, the establishment, the Democrats, they would continue to fight tooth and nail, but what and his popularity would have decreased, which is pretty stereotypical of any second-term president. I don't know that it would have decreased all that much, but I think the way the media convinced people that, oh, he shouldn't be tweeting, you know, the media convinced people that he shouldn't be tweeting. Like, Because I, I had even said it in the earliest, I wish he wouldn't do stuff like that. But you had to take the little bit of bad with a whole lot of good because that was Trump's process to circumvent the mainstream media's nonsense. And so it was a good thing. The media was the one that supplanted that idea into everybody's head that he shouldn't be doing that. That was beneath the decorum of the office, which I don't think is true. Y'all did. Y'all were not able to continually control the narrative like before. And of course, they hated that. And so now that the, the election has been stolen, his popularity has it's without question massively increased it's for a lot of different reasons more than i could name but one of which i have to imagine is everybody loves the underdog and nobody likes seeing somebody get something stolen and so and dude america loves a fighter bar none dude like so seeing the dude fight back against a corrupt political establishment dude even if you're not political you understand the establishment is corrupt everybody knows it in their heart of hearts and so i think that if he's able to take the experience from us, if he's able to be reelected in 2024, you're able to use your first four years term of experience, the in-between to start to vet people that could be in your cabinet and directly in, in your administration. 
and have a lot better picks and a lot better game plan of how you would attack these things, which is way better than than his first four years. I think that that he could have a, a, a lot greater effect if if we had control of Congress. But um, again, just looking for a silver lining. But and and I said this a couple of weeks ago, and and I'll kind of stick this in here now. The uh, so many people that oh I'm not political I don't people don't like to pay attention to politics because maybe perhaps it's boring to some people but like I said with the hydroxychloroquine everything is political the root word of politics is policy so these people create policy for your life so you can ignore this to your own detriment why would you ignore the people that create policy um, and I'm trying to think of a, a, an apropos analogy you know like. Um, because if you don't hold the government accountable and you don't select competent leadership, which is your, your civic duty and obligation, it'll be like anything. People will get, ele- get away with what you let them get away with. It delves into the craziness that we see now. The ineptitude and the corruption that we see now is a direct result of people not being quote-unquote political you don't have to be political. You just have to pay attention and do your civic duty, which requires some basic research and pay attention and don't believe everything you see in mainstream media. And so I think that's one of the biggest problems we still have is the, is what they refer to as the legacy media still has the power to coerce a big enough swath of our population that these people are able to kind of cling on to power, even though they're a minority. People have to pay attention. And so it's kind of, if you're listening to this, it's your obligation to, again, within your sphere of influence, to put these impressions on people, not rather the impressions, but to, to show people what the fact-based evidence is and, and change people's minds that way. And so, and I talked to the producer about this earlier, you know, because uh, he said before that, you know, emails don't solve anything. Look, what I'm contending is when people start to see this evidence come out, Georgia right now, so you, you, you see hard evidence, and, and on one, granted, it's, it's Fox News, that's what everybody says. Fake news. So, if you're in the state of Georgia, you need to be demanding accountability at a minimum of the two women on video counting those ballots multiple times. Put the crunch on these people. Find out, find out who they were on the phone with so much. They were on the phone a bunch over throughout the night. Who are y'all talking to? Who was giving y'all directions? Who told you how to do that and where did these come from? Put the squeeze on those foot soldiers and see what happens. And you'd see the same thing in Pennsylvania. Uh, you'd say the, the the TCF Center in Detroit. Dude, there's their Gateway Pundit again was the first, and they paid a lot of money to obtain the security footage from the TCF Center. So you were having these vote these uh, voter drive vans come in three and four a.m. in the morning, unloading pallets, box pallets full of boxes of ballots and they're unloading them through a back door into the TCF center to be counted at three and 4 AM in the morning. How does this not reek of absolute corruption? And so you'll probably see the same thing there. So there, Michigan will, and, and I'm sure they already are, but when everybody starts to participate and put pressure and physically occupy government spaces these buildings do what they do be there put pressure on on the republicans these corrupt mealy mouth loose republicans force them to do their job just by your mere presence it doesn't require violence you don't have to be violent you don't have to tear up people's property take time off work and just be there 
physically interrupt their process, make their commute tough, do what these other buttholes do, block the road, make it painful for them, do your job. You corruption and a stole uh, and an illegal process to steal an election cannot be allowed to stand no matter what. So, I think we're done for election fraud for today. <laughs> and like, I mean, unless you guys got any input, I'm, it's uh, it's not the most exciting stuff, and it doesn't make for good humor. But it, it's it's still important. People need to know what, what's going on. And uh, when uh, Reverso gets back next week, we'll have a little more succinct um, and free flowing organization of our election fraud coverage. Because I think by next week we're going to have a lot more to talk about on election fraud because things are going to. And this is just my opinion. My opinion only. I don't have a you know. I don't have a secret source or anything, but uh, I just think that stuff's going to start to roll out a little bit faster. And stuff's going to eventually get kind of hot and heavy. Oh, gosh, not that little troll. Did you want to watch this video that we were talking about about 30 minutes ago? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that played right into it? Yeah. <laughs> Did I go on a ramble if we were talking about playing right in? Yeah, yeah. You oh, said, wow. hold on, this goes right with that. Well, you know what, dude? We're, I'm not a professional podcaster. Yeah, this is an interview with Kamala on uh, on BET. She's she's basically just doing like because everybody you're talking about voter fraud things like that, and they, like I know we saw it down in Texas this past week. Like all of those uh, legislate, like part of the state legislature, I believe, mm-hmm. hopped on a plane and went to Washington D.C. because now that COVID is largely irrelevant. And uh, and they've they've just absolutely just played their hand on all of that, and it's just nonsensical stuff now. So they're trying to put voter uh, they're they're trying to put their voter laws back pre-COVID um, style. So this group of people that that knew it was coming, and uh, and they're opposed to it, and knew that they couldn't stop it um, because they're in the they're in the minority. So they knew they couldn't stop it, so they all hopped on a plane, which, and I guarantee you, they're probably some of the biggest COVID fear mongers on the planet. So I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, like they were on a plane with no mask and um, beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there was beer in the seat. I do remember seeing that in the picture. So they hop on a plane and a case of uh, beer. so all of the Democrats, of course, like they champion these people as as being heroes, and they're they're fighting the good fight and whatnot. So. Um, yeah, due, due their, process their... is out the window, it, depending on what your political leanings are. Due so, process means nothing. But all they're trying to do is ensure a little bit of voter integrity. And in in doing that, things like having an ID, which, I mean, what all do you have to have an ID to, to get? Like, Cigarettes, uh, booze, <laughs> like they're, drive they're, a car. Yeah, they're not hard to obtain. So... Um, this is Kamala talking to some who to buy can, a gun. Yeah, I mean, so they're to board a plane. Exactly. So she's telling all of the reasons why um, rural America um, they can't get IDs. So they they've switched gears to, you know, from it was largely minorities, you know, black people. Like they can't they can't get IDs. That's racist. So now she's trying to take. You know, she's trying to take the plight of the common man, like the the old farmer out there. Like the old farmer can't get ID, man. He's out in rural America. There's no kinkos there, so yeah, she she's 
shifted gears just a Makes little bit. My head hurt, dude. On a side note, you also have to have an ID to ship a package internationally through FedEx. I promise. Yeah, you can't do that in rural America. No. Mm, definitely not. Is agreeing to voter ID one of those compromises that you'd support? I don't think that we should underestimate what that could mean. Pause that, please. Because So basically what she's saying is that I don't think we should underestimate how stupid people are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which Man. my daughter watched this clip too, and she's young, and she said, "Why does she look so nervous?" Yes, I, I noticed the exact same thing. But look at the way she's touching her face, the expressions. She is very nervous. I, I swear she's a pill addict, dude. Sorry, hit it. as in some people's mind, that means well, you're going to have to um, Xerox or or. or photocopy your ID to send it in to prove you are who you are. Well, there are a whole lot of people, especially people who live in rural communities, who don't, there's no Kinko's, there's no Office Max near them. People have to understand that when we're talking about voter ID laws, be clear about who you have in mind and what would be required of them to prove who they are. Of course people have to prove who they are. But not in a way that makes it them it almost impossible for them to almost them. impossible. How, that is that is thinner than the thinnest thing I could possibly think of, dude. <laughs> that is the thinnest, most ridiculously, absolutely asinine excuse for anything I've ever heard in my life. Let's not make it nearly impossible. It's nearly impossible to obtain a photo. Wait. Or so I can get out here and get this here stamp put on this envelope, mail this in, put it in the mailbox, put the flag up. But, dude, that was a pretty good Larry the Cable Guy, wasn't it? That was. And I wasn't even trying to do Larry the Cable Guy. It just rolled off your tongue. Just, I mean. Just because I'm a hillbilly. So here's the thing. But you can't. Go. It's nearly impossible. Dude. We are in the I mean, country right now. It's like, I can go into the house. I can leave this shed, go into the house, and photocopy my ID. Can I not? Absolutely, you can. And you could even take a leak along the way. That's how far in the country we are. And and I would be willing to wager I could go three miles to the next house. I could probably photocopy an ID there. Dude, my dad. So. I could go to my dad's house. And photocopy an ID. Here, I live I, in the city. I can't photocopy an ID at my house. <laughs> what does that tell you? But I can at work. <laughs> Dude, get out of town. This is awesome. What a dump. Well, because if anybody knows the hardships that people in rural America face, it's Kamala Harris. Yeah, it, it, it would be a prosecutor from California. Yeah. Like when I think of the State Farm commercial, like a dude in a, in a hat, like a straw, you know, a little piece of straw sticking out of his mouth. I think Kamala. Oh, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, she does have a very <laughs> strong ability to connect with any person. Yeah. That, and that's I think why, John Deere, I think Kamala. Yeah, that's why uh, That's why they selected her, you know, Farmers Mutual. Uh, that's why they selected her is because her ability to, and her penchant for connecting with just all Americans, That's why, that solidifies his commitment to unify America and be a president for all people. So not only is he going to be a president for all people, his vice president is a president for all people. She's a great woman. For a stupid, yeah, this looks like a reasonable person on the right. Somebody would, de- oh god, <laughs> why do they all have to look like this? Well, the it's like a it's like an identity crisis. Like, it's also like a ninety year old woman trying to look like she's thirty. 
or really a teenager. Yeah. Your little trendy red horn rims and your that that hair. Okay, it's just trying to look different. Yeah. All of those people end up looking the same. Absolutely, could I couldn't have said it better myself. Like in in search it's, for some kind of individuality, you all <laughs> collectively look identical. Yeah. So. Uh, this is the former Secretary of Health and Human Services under President Obama discussing uh, people that don't want to get vaccinated. And, you know, the hesitancy we've seen is, is for getting vaccines, right, is contributing to this precipitous drop in the pace of vaccination in this country. And as you point out, we saw it at CBAC. We're seeing it from Republican lawmakers, from other Trump supporters, right, pushing the hesitancy, pushing the re- resistance onto others. Here's just a brief summation. Don't come knocking on my door with your Fauci outie. You leave us the hell alone. Do you know any people who got sick or died from the virus? I know three people who've gotten, who got it and died. But you know what? I know people who got cancer and died too. So, so you, you know three people who died from coronavirus and you won't get the vaccine? No, I don't. like I said, I don't need the vaccine. The government was hoping that they could sort of sucker 90% of the population into getting vaccinated and it and and it and it isn't happening right there there's a y- younger people you heard the cheers you heard a man who was saying equating cancer to the 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 virus when uh, there's virus uh, obviously a vaccine that would prevent those deaths what's your reaction when you hear all this well, it's it's horrifying. I don't know any cancer patient who, if they were offered a shot that was 90% effective, wouldn't take it in a heartbeat. Any, um, So we are in a situation where we have a wildly effective vaccine, multiple choices, lots available, free of charge, and we have folks who are just saying, I won't do it. I think that it's time to say to those folks, it's fine. If you don't choose to get vaccinated, you may not come to work. You may not have access to a situation where you are going to put my grandchildren in jeopardy, where you might kill them, where you might put them in a situation where they're going to carry the the virus to someone in a high-risk position. That's, I think, the point where we are. And, and how many is, documented instances of that? Freedom is one uh, thing. What's that? What, what, I'm sorry, go back just two seconds and see what she's saying about freedom. In a high-risk position. That's, I think, the point where we are is freedom is one thing, but freedom when you harm others, like secondhand smoke and um, issues that we've dealt with very clearly in the past. You can't drive drunk. You can drink but you can't drive drunk because you can injure other people. You can't smoke inside you, of a you, public you can't drive drunk. place where you can That's give illegal. cancer to someone else in spite of It's not their illegal to not get a vaccine. Free, freedom, <laughs> freedom is the only, it's not freedom is one thing. No, no, freedom is the only thing. This is the F in United States of America. Freedom is the most important thing. Freedom is one thing, but you know, you're not gonna make my grandchildren. Well, for one, my body, my choice, dude. And I yeah. guarantee you how you feel about that. I can look at you, and obviously we know what administration you work for, and ascertain what your opinion will be on abortion. My my body, my rights, dude. F off, like, period. But now, so now those people, because they're Trump supporters, they shouldn't be allowed to work. 
Really? Yeah, if the Trump supporters can't work, that's there's ex- a whole lot of people going hungry. <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. Well, you know, well who's going to take all those jobs then? Yeah. So, dude, these people are whacked out. This but is- the thing is, like, for one, children aren't aren't dying of well, coronavirus. Whoa, 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 like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Not, Calm down. You, Delta like, variant. You guys shut down. You guys shut down schools. Daycares were open the entire time. Daycares never shut Delta down. Delta variant. So it's targeting and, kids. And two, if you have if if Southwest Airlines, like she like she gave the you know variant. Well, if somebody that had cancer, you know, was was offered a shot, you know, they they would well, take to it. Well, to be fair, but, the the, but the, if, the guy with the accent posed that question to the Trump supporter. Yeah. The Trump supporter didn't come up with that analogy, but she's putting the the responsibility of that analogy onto the Trump supporter. The anchor said that, and she took it and ran with it. So that's a disingenuous tactic, anyway. Well, the the fact of the matter is, if you're so confident. In, in the effectiveness of the virus, then you're covered anyway. Don't worry about me. Mm-hmm. Worry about you. You're covered, yeah. right? I mean, it, it either works or it doesn't. Like, yeah, you just, that, you right, just got likewise. them saying that it works. And the same for your grandchildren, because I'm sure you made them wear a mask and gave them a shot and all that. Well, actually, I would I would wager that she didn't because she's the, the uh, former Health and Human Services Secretary, Um, which I wonder... If her assistant was also a tranny, that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like the going thing now. Yeah, um, but no. So likewise, if they if they have the shot and all that, or rather, she she knows that a lot of that isn't necessary. So I wonder if she actually imposes that because a lot of these people that don't actually believe what they're saying, hence the reason those Democrats weren't wearing masks on that plane. You're pushing this stuff, but you you know that it's not accurate you know that the level of risk isn't nearly as high as you say it is why would people believe you now yeah that that and and that's the thing like it's been do as i say not as i do the whole stinking time like we watched gavin newsom get together with all of his little buddies in california yeah whitmer's husband he's going down to the boat dock like he's you know don't you know who i am i'm getting on my boat all that like dude enough's enough like people are we're yeah. privy to this there's like, no reason anybody of sound mind should believe anything you fools say at this point and that bears mentioning too and it's something that we i don't think we covered and should have Rand paul's um was it Rand paul or was it jim jordan jim they had Rand paul too no they i think it was jim jordan had fauci's emails from whenever coronavirus yes. broke yeah, it was. and so the, he knew within hours that it was man-made and then they went changed everything around and he convinced them to cover it up because his fingerprints were all over it because the gain of function research because that guy is a corrupt little weasley dirt bag too and so this is insanity and then obviously the like so now you're starting to see photographs of the people coming door to door and they have the the stuff with them to give you a shot really tell me more about that what what are they i know we've been talking about it coming so what are I, I, people's I've, experiences? I've only, which my my wife had sent some stuff. I've just seen little brief snippets here and there. I've like I've I've been making my primary focus as far as the content that they were going to do this week was kind of the election stuff. So I had a lot, like so much of that queued up, and there's so many things going on hot and heavy right now. But it was just um, one of the things I saw. One of the ones. Uh, it, I, I, I don't know. I don't want to touch on that. I don't know the veracity of that one. But, no, they, they were just coming. Uh, it was like an apartment complex, like a high-rise, and uh, they were uh, 
they didn't have like the full fledged like bio suit on, but they had like medical style suits on, and you you could tell that they had the the medical case with them that would, would contain the actual vials or the syringes or however it is. But uh, yeah, it's bananas, dude. That next story right there, yeah, that's uh, let's see, yeah, she's a uh, this is Leanna Wynn, um, which I'm I'll just read off of her wiki page, like she's and and. Anyway. Oh yeah, she 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 knows all about uh, you know her body, her rights. Yeah, because she she was the former president of Planned Parenthood. Absolutely, she was. So she was uh, she's born in China, uh, American op-ed uh, with the Washington Post, a CNN medical analyst, um, and uh, like, and, a, and a commie at heart. Yes, absolutely. It's like she was born with that stinking commie gene have this Delta variant that is much more contagious. Because it's more contagious, it's going to be even harder for us to reach herd immunity. We're going to have to vaccinate an even higher proportion of people to get there. What happens then if we end up having another variant developing that's even more contagious, that could cause more disease, that could evade the protection of our immune system? And so how quickly we get this under control and which way we go depends on what we do now when it comes to vaccination, to overcoming disinformation. And what we really need to do at this point is to make vaccination the easy choice. It needs to be hard for people to remain unvaccinated. Right now, it's kind of the opposite. It's fine. I mean, it's easy if you're unvaccinated. You can do everything you want to do anyway. But at some point, these mandates by workplaces, by schools, I think it will be important to say, hey, you can opt out. But if you want to opt out, you have to sign these forms. You have to get twice weekly testing. Basically, we need to make getting vaccinated the easy choice. That is what it's going to take for us to actually end the pandemic. Spoken like a true communist. Absolutely. And my question is, who who the F are you? Yeah. Like, what does your opinion mean to me? Like, dude, we this is the United States of America still. Like, she, she she's in a, ba- a bad spot, but look, live free or die, dude. Like, this is how we live. Like, we, we have the freedom to make that choice. And so that's the thing with them. Like, again how can you genuinely realistically and honestly say your body your choice you're my body my choice and then say that it needs to be hard on people well why don't we make it hard on people to maybe i don't know get an abortion maybe you should offer alternatives and, and make that process a little more difficult so it's not just so easy to use abortion as a term of birth control or would that be because you're using a disproportionate amount of black babies to harvest their organs and sell them like you got caught doing. We should make it hard <laughs> on people to steal elections. Yeah. No, no you well we would like to but you have to like if you put vote, if you put any of the elections. most basic precepts of common sense law into play, you just make it hard on people to make photocopies, you know what I mean? It's just it's not easy. Because then they got to get gas like and you have to put that plastic rectangle thing in that box <laughs> with that little spigot like that hose with the with the uh the go-go juice that comes out that you put in that hole in the side of your car yeah and then you got to pay for it you know that thing that you get in it's got the the wheel that you turn it's got four wheels they touch the ground but then that other thing the other one that doesn't touch the ground yeah. that's inside the cabin yeah. yeah and then like you grab the stick piece and then like there's a thing by your foot <laughs> And you and, put it all the way to the floor. Yeah, and like then you got to figure out like which way you're going to turn that 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 wheel thing. 
And it's got that really loud radio in it. And then you got, as I said, you got to pull into this play. <laughs> that, that's how it's they, impossible. And, and keep in mind, she knows that that's complete BS. <laughs> well, the thing is, man, and I just watched a video. Uh, it was Paul Joseph Watson, and they're going through just about just, I mean, like the plan that she just laid out. Yeah. They're going through that in, in Europe. Like big time Great Britain, like well, they're they're talking about now the they're they're coerce the cell phone companies into monitoring text messages so that you can't send out any disinformation about vaccines and think that won't get a visit, dude. This is where we're at. They're monitoring text messages. Well, and that's and we watched them do all the quote unquote fact checking over uh, over the virus disinformation, and I remember seeing a video early on of a panel of doctors. You know, standing out in front of, I, I forget, it was some building or whatever, but a panel of them that had reached the same conclusion that, like, this is not, you know, th- this is not as, it's not as deadly as they say. And I believe they, they were preaching some kind of alternative uh, medicine, something like that, and gone. So, like, what happened? Why, why can we not, why can we not hear any alternative like it's just your narrative and no one else, and th- and that was coming from doctors, you know. I mean, they, they would be in right. the know. Other, I, I guarantee you, they would know more than the quote unquote person that did the fact checking. Yes. So, but yeah, they they did a real bang up job with that. So I'm do I'm I'm sure. Yeah, you, you guys a, have proven a, yourself time and time again, wholly and unequivocally not trustworthy. No. You you would be an idiot to to go on the advice of these people. So one of the things I was reading said. That, that the, one of the days that it, uh, with these vaccine rates, that more people had died from vaccine malfunction than than the disease itself in that one day. That was actually on Gateway Pundit, if I'm not mistaken. On that particular day? Yes. Okay. So My wife has a friend that's taken the vaccine, and she's pretty messed up. And it's not one of those messed up for like two or three days like you hear about. I think she's on day six, and... She's in so much pain. She's crying. Her arms swollen up. She can't sleep. I mean, she's messed up. Yeah, I mean that's no. But no, wait, no, 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 no. I guess that's part of being a guinea pig. Call her. Let me inform her. Hey, it's free. It was free. Did she pay for it? No. Does she know it was free? No. Yeah. Well, that one, that that communist just said it was. It's it's free. It's good for me. It reminds me of when Michael Scott <laughs> stepped in the waffle maker. Uh, or not, uh, not only when that is when he uh, stepped on when the waffle maker was a George Foreman grill. Every morning I put three strips, or every night I put three strips of bacon in a George Foreman grill. I go to sleep. <laughs> I wake up. I plug in. I don't know what the big deal is. It's delicious. It's good for me. <laughs> it's free. It's good for you. What's the big deal, dude? Tell her. It's dude. You're making. Stop hamming it up, jeez. Well, and when she talks about how you sick trying she to play hooky from work, what are you doing? Yo, when when she talks about how sick that she got, um, you basically <laughs> need to uh, need to tell her to hush up her her disinformation. Yeah, to, so like totally nobody yeah. Closer, nobody close wants your to hear disinformation it. hole. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. You, at least this one stupid looking lady that worked in the Obama administration, her grandkids don't have to worry about you. You know what I mean? Yeah, because she's probably going to be dead. That disinformation. That's, that's probably a real possibility. Yeah, I know.
Well, and that's the thing that that commie lady was talking about, too. She was like, well, what about now we got this new Delta variant? And I don't know if anybody picked up on her voice, but I hated it, too. Oh, yeah. But what if we have a new... Uh, well, you know, she was we've, smiling. We've got this new Delta variant. And then what if we have another even more deadly variant? And then what if after that we have another more even contagious, more deadly variant? Like, dude, What if the lightning that struck that mural strikes you in your face? What about why, that? Why do you look so happy talking about <laughs> even more deadly variants? What, what like, if a meteor lands on your house? We could do what ifs all day. Like Wayne's World, what if monkeys fly out of your butt? You know what I mean? Like, we... I can go on all evening, dude. What if that air conditioner exploded right now? What if this thing caught fire? What if yep. a Mack truck ran through here? Yep. The thing what is, if that tree limb fell through the roof? The thing is, she knows there's another variant coming. What I, if? No, yeah, no. because her sister made it in China. <laughs> like, what if your dryer got out of control and uh, ran you over? Which we don't have those because we're stupid rural hicks. I don't. I've just heard about them. They, they get crazy sometimes. <laughs> a drying machine. Yeah, that, automatic drying machine. Yeah, that thing. You know, you, yeah. you put your after you get your clothes out of the wash bucket, you put them in there. And <laughs> it's crazy. Like it's like this round thing, and it. I don't know how it works. It just moves and shakes. Well, I saw a, a picture of uh, in a picture book of one. Yeah, and there was like this, just like it's not a string, but like what are those things called? I don't know. The way we dry clothes is fire. <laughs> so. <laughs> If you light them on fire, they dry out pretty quick. It had like this thing that went like there was like a, uh, I don't know what you call that thing. There was like a plate on the wall and mm-hmm. like that 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 hose or whatever it is was going into it. And I guess that's how it worked. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have electricity, so I don't know. Just stupid hick. No idea yeah. either. <laughs> but it, the craziest thing I ever saw, this person had a, like their driver's license and they, dude. I thought it was like Star Trek. Like I thought I woke up on the Starship Enterprise. They put it in this, it was this box. And uh, like they opened like the top, like a, it was like a lid on this box. And it's, they stuck it in and they closed the lid and like pushed it. Like, it's, dude, it was like the X-Files. Like, <laughs> like I could see light coming out of it. It's haunted. I was like, dude, this thing's a, is it a ghost? What is this thing? Like a piece of paper flew out of it. Like, I ducked. Like, I didn't know what was happening. Oh, my God. My elbow came up to, like, cover my face. And, like, it was an exact copy of the ID on a piece of paper. It's black magic. (laughs) Don't believe it. The Delta variant is spreading rapidly throughout the country. This week, the Delta variant is estimated to be the most prevalent variant in the United States, representing over 50% of sequenced samples across the country. Up from 26% from the Sequence week ending sample. June 19th. That sounds scary. Um, one clarification on the Delta variant. Can you say how accurate you think the 51% estimate is and if that's a possible undercount? It's not accurate. Sure. What I can tell you is over time we get increasing number of um, sequences that we continue to sequence and then update our estimates. So this 51% is an estimate of about um, the first 600 sequences. It has some... some um, uh, uh-huh. Some uncertainty around it, yeah. um, but that's our best estimate at this point. And in fact, um, generally, we think that those are relatively stable as we get more uh, more sequences uh, over time, and we will continue to update those. Yeah. My, my, my question is, are those estimates anywhere close to the accuracy of your initial estimates in 2020, late 2019 and early 2020? 
How accurate were those? There are going to be 2.1 million deaths by August uh, from the coronavirus if we don't lock down. Yeah. Right. The gig's up, guys. Like, we I'm, can... Uh, speak for yourself. I, dude, did you not hear what like she said? It's, Sequence? It's played completely out. Like, nobody... I don't, I don't know anybody that buys it anymore. I, I do have to say, if they really could have made it sound a lot scarier, like, they could have said, like, the Jack the Ripper variant or... Yeah. I mean, the Freddy Krueger variant. Don't you know worry. I mean? I mean, don't worry, because I'm sure there'll there's going to be variants after this one, and there'll be variants until I die. Like, we will never stop hearing about this stupid virus. It's the, like, J- nope. it's the Jason Voorhees variant. Yeah, this, this is will the castration be the variant. This will be the new, like, flu. This will be, we will have a seasonal coronavirus. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, but we're, we're going to have one. Pennywise the clown variant. <laughs> yeah, the kill, death, murder variant. So, I don't <laughs> The red rum variant. The here's Johnny variant. Yeah. But Gosh, I just wonder what the really exorcist at the, variant at the bottom of this. You know, like what what is at the bottom of this? Is it fear? Is it money? Is the it hell variant? Is it like what? I mean, the demon yeah, variant. Fear control. I mean, you pretty well. I mean, they single handedly trashed an economy, rigged an election. You know, just surrounding all of coronavirus. Yeah, and I guess that's why they're not really publicizing anything that's going on in Cuba right now. The Lucifer variant. Yeah. You know? Yeah, all the communists, all the all of the communists that live in America love communism. The Michael Jackson yeah. variant. And all of the people all of the people from Cuba that have lived in communism are fleeing from it. The yeah. Me Too that's variant. Weird. The <laughs> Oh, keep going. Why is that? The way the way we're doing this, we're we're doing two stories at the same time. This is multitasking, yeah. so keep going. I like the Me Too variant. <laughs> the Me Too, the Harvey Weinstein variant. Ooh, I know. What's the uh, what's that one guy? Epstein. Yeah, the Epstein didn't kill himself variant. <laughs> the Clinton variant. Oh, <laughs> that, the most that, deadly variant. That, yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> it, dude. Yeah, take that shot. <laughs> <laughs> this one's so deadly it'll pull a bu- bullet through your head. <laughs> Yeah, you take the shot whether you want it or not. Yeah, really. You do the cleanse will give you a damn good Double shot. tap to the back of the head. <laughs> yeah. So, dude, this one right here, and I don't know if you've heard, but, like, this guy, he's actually been commissioned um, yeah, to, I re- to I was repaint. pissed. I tried to get a commission, but he, I couldn't afford it. Well, he's they, they've been in contact with him um, about painting, repainting the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> And so just this guy's been putting out some of the most beautiful, timeless, classic art pieces. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. That's why it's so funny. Oh, it's and and if you haven't seen his work, it's going for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, that's and, totally legitimate too. And the thing is, like, they're trying to keep it. They're they're trying to keep the buyers anonymous. That way, his dad can still fund his drug habit, so <laughs> anonymously. Dude. But this guy's he's taking a break from doing like smoking <laughs> smoking crack and like 
having just promiscuous sex with like hookers and things like that and having a complete meth mouth. Um, he's taking a break from all of that and he's really pursuing his passion now. And, uh, and it's, <laughs> and it's painting, it's art. And oh, if you don't dude. know who we're talking about, it's Hunter Biden. <laughs> so, <laughs> He, uh, dude, I saw a video of him doing a paint, and this is no, this is serious. This is not a joke. He was uh, sucking the paint into a straw and then blowing it onto the canvas because, like, he couldn't be that far away. Like, but the kind of thing, oh like, my God. you're accentuating your like, natural drug drug habit characteristics of you know sucking powder through straw or whatever it may be through a straw. And he turned it into art. I mean, I got to give him a little bit of credit that's, for creativity. And that's the thing, dude. Like he's so forward thinking, and like, and that's what happens when you smoke crack. Um, he should you just have these epiphanies, and it's like, what if instead of smoking crack, you know, like I blow paint all over a canvas? <laughs> I a freaking idiot. Like dude, he's 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 taking time away from sending like jokes about his penis to his lawyer <laughs> oh, well <laughs> and taking nudes with his niece so but here it says um what is this ap news hunter biden hunter biden paintings pose ethic, ethical challenge for the president so the white house has established an arrangement that would allow president joe biden's son hunter to sell his artwork for tens of thousands of dollars without knowing the identity of the purchaser an agreement established in an attempt to avoid any potential ethical concerns surrounding his sales. So, because, art, like, art dealings anyway are, like, it, it, I could paint up, and I've I've seen one. I think Paul Joseph Watson actually did a video on how, like, modern-day art is completely stupid. Mm-hmm. And, like, there was one, there was an art gallery, I forget where it was at, but it was, like, supposedly, quote-unquote, art in quotes. It was just trash like it was garbage and it was supposed to be displayed in a certain way and so the janitor came in overnight and just cleaned all of it up and you know and they're like where's the art gallery it's like what do you mean like that old milk jug and like just random crap like it's it's just garbage it's like a a walmart sack when people had a banana peel like stuck to a canvas and it sold for millions of dollars and so like I got into an, an argument with some customers of mine, and uh, and one of the customers was way into tattoos. He had designed some of his own tattoos and stuff like that, and uh, so he had uh, he was showing different tattoos, and one was like a, I can't remember, it was like a four letter word. I don't even remember what it was, but like it was spelled like a, like it looked like a four year old spelled it out, and it's like is that art? No, no, that's art. Like they, there are standards to everything and uh there are certain criteria that has to be met for something to be quantified as art like everything can't be art because if everything was art then art would be completely meaningless and uh all that being said this (laughs) this this is art well look when you're laundering money it's art and and that's what i'm saying like art the art sales in general is just like a giant tax write-off. I mean, this guy could paint a dog turd, and then he's like, "Well, it's uh, this painting's going to cost you tens of thousands." I just of hate dollars. how they like how they humor this. Look at his stupid face, like trying to be all intent. Like, oh yeah, he's really he ha- concentrating on foot. Like he's got he, what he's holding is a brush that looks like one of those kindergarten huge crayons. Yes. 
I, <laughs> I mean, it, it's like it, the diameter of it. It's like the size of my thumb, this thing. So he's holding it, looking all intense. He's got his little brow line pushed down. Like he, he's yeah. in the middle of painting art. What an absolute. Because yeah. you know a PR company came up with this whole thing in conjunction with whatever whatever people that, that uh, are surrounding him to, to launder. It's just annoying that uh, they, they take this dude serious after that fluff job on Jimmy Kimmel and this whole thing. This guy is the epitome of absolute privilege, but you'll foist the, the you know the principle and the idea the fictitious ideas of white privilege onto regular working class Americans like us. Like we're the one we're privileged, not, privileged, not this guy. Yeah, whose dad's a bona fide racist. <laughs> it's true. It's real rich coming from that side though that they're talking about ethics. <laughs> well, you're free. You guys got to be kidding me, right? With the ethics talk. Well, dude, I mean, it's, it's like it's like somebody that steals getting into lost money. It's like people, people, somebody that steals getting into loss prevention. Like you know, you know what all the other thieves are doing, <laughs> so you know how to catch them. Kind of the same thing. Do you know about ethics? Because you know, you know how to not practice ethics. You know what you're supposed to do. You just don't do it. You're good at doing the opposite of what ethics are. So keep up the illusion of what the opposite of what you regularly would do, and that would be it. Have you know. seen any of this guy's paintings? What, what is no. he, what is I, he I just saw him. paint like people or landscapes or no, like, it's like abstract. I think it's prostitutes and crack pipes. Is it? Well, that's one of the things I was thinking earlier. That's what that the Sistine Chapel is going to have. In it. He, he should try so to since he segwayed crack pipe. <laughs> since he segwayed, you know, the the use of the straw into it, he might as well bring in the prostitutes and the uh, the yeah. See, there he is blowing it out of the straw. Hunter's Biden's artwork is actually good and will be worth a lot. Experts say. Okay. Right. Experts of what? He looks like what a professional ex- holding that straw. Yeah. Oh, he's done that. So anybody that hasn't seen any of this stuff, this is stuff that a four-year-old could do. Um, that looks computer-generated anyway. That's way too uniform. He didn't so, do that. Ah, that's an original, it says. Yeah, yeah probably an yeah, original on freaking uh, MS Paint. Yeah, it's just dots. Yeah. Who is this idiot? Art dealer. Oh, of course he, he is. He was impressed. Uh, that's because he can't see. He's like a thousand. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, the big guy's money laundering buddy. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, look, more dots. <laughs> well, I'll be darned with the dots again. So basically what I've learned from this whole Looks endeavor. Like you're skinning a deer. Look, there's a butthole right there. <laughs> well, no, I saw the butthole at the beginning with the paintbrush in his hand. <laughs> yeah. Hunter Biden is just a one-trick pony on this art deal. That's one of his hallucinations. I, spiders I gotta, crawling I on tell you, dude, like, <laughs> that, he didn't make that one. He didn't make that. That guy didn't make that painting. Uh-uh. No, he made the other ones. He didn't make that last one. They made his teeth either. Let, let, let me look at that. No, nah, he didn't make that. They said that one looks like COVID. Oh, of course they do. All roads lead to COVID. Yeah, let's kiss this dude's ass. Yeah. Screw that. Dude. Oh, yeah, that just shows I tell you it's what, man-made. that, that well, looks that like a microscopic, uh, you, or, you know, if you scraped his penis skin after he's with those prostitutes, that's probably what you see under the microscope. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the, you got a couple STDs. You got some freaking scavies in there. There's probably some crab. Yeah, th- there's a crab right there. There's two, three crabs. <laughs> True or false? Scabies. 
dude. See, the, and, uh, but he, this guy had to do something since the gig was up in Ukraine and he had no real means of income and he has no real skills. Like, they had to give him something to do. Like, I, I can imagine Joe Biden walking over to him and just handing him a, like, it was a Bob Ross starter kit. It's like, I, here, here's a paintbrush. Yeah, I Go wonder how the conversation was. No, Joe was. Biden wouldn't have said, here, here's a paintbrush. Go he would have said, busy. come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what would have happened there. I've been in the art business since 1956. I've been in the art business since 1955. Alex Aceveda, 75, who owns the Alexander Gallery in Midtown Manhattan, told the Post. I'm not impressed with modern art at all, but I was floored by that guy, he said, of Hunter's artwork. The palette was wonderful. The space was well organized. I would buy a couple of them. And anybody who knows, anybody who buys it would be guaranteed instant profit. He's the president's son. Everybody would want a piece of that in prison. The (laughs) (laughs) The providence is impeccable. Dude. So the palette in the space. Did I ever show you that? He was floored. What's this guy been looking at since like 1955? Did I ever tell you or show you? I think I did the the Jason Debley on YouTube. My brother sent me the the video of this guy doing a uh, review of Hennessy XO Cognac. Yes. That's the same kind of dialogue, like in the in the verbiage that that guy would use. Impeccable, the palette. Dude, get this is the most pretentious nonsense. And dude, well, that's what let, I'm saying. If you've been dealing in art no, no, since no. 1955, what art have you looked? What have you just had your eyes closed since 55? See, like if you were floored, your words, not mine. You were floored. He was floored. Yeah, I'll tell you who else was floored in a hotel room, dude. <laughs> Passed out, floored in a hotel room. <laughs> Like so, the picture there of he's oh he's doing his art and he's smiling he's cheesing real big with the paintbrush with those shiny new white teeth. Why couldn't we do that a year ago? Why couldn't you get into art a year ago when your teeth were all rotten out of your head? What changed? Yeah, happy guy. He's just man, he's, he's clean. He's just an artist now. And notice how he's got the 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 boots that I guarantee you aren't his. The the skinny jeans, the safari shirt or whatever that is. So he's got like the. Somebody that lives in like the village in Manhattan, like oh, I'm like a a journeyman style artist has been doing this his whole life. Like you're none of the above, dude. This is so fraudulent. You you should be yeah. in jail for just this. Not, not even mentioning all the other fraud you've committed, but this is so fraudulent. You ought to be put in prison for just this, dude. And if you rot your teeth because, out with methamphetamines, dude, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at it, and you've stolen someone's identity. Absolutely, dude. If you rot your teeth out with methamphetamines. You should not be. It should, look, if you people want to, oh, people should be having it made hard on them if they don't get the vaccine, X, Y, and Z. Nah, dude, if you rot your teeth out with meth, you shouldn't be able to get new teeth, dude. Make that illegal. You got to wear that as a badge for the rest of your life, dude. You curse yourself with them rotten teeth, but nah, this fool gets to go in and get a new freaking grill, and oh, man, I'm good now. No, you're not. Yeah. Because, dude, they're made of porcelain. They're not going to rot like your regular teeth, dude. You're still doing all that same stuff. You think that dude can change? Well, no amount of rehab is going to change this at all. We'll make that his scarlet, scarlet letter. <laughs> you, you wear your meth mouth from here on out, boy. <laughs>